Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. The Heel Cast is back. I'm your host again this week, the RAV Raven Effect. Got a whole slew of wild motherfuckers with me today. First off, I got my man, old Fappy Joe. Heroin hurls, what's up? Oh, uh, you know, you know, just here again, talk some impact. Last week we had a really good knockout rundown show. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, we go through the whole roster of the knockouts in Impact Wrestling. Going through that whole knockouts roster like Andrew Everett goes through. Groupies at the Impact Zone. Also with us, making his return, the one and the only Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, my man? Ah, feels good to be back. It's been a while, boys. Everybody's been together. We're uh, we're missing a few, but, you know, there's, there's plenty of us here. It's going to be a... Uh, Totally, uh, we're gonna get a lot of a lot of uh, emotions in here. We're gonna have ups, we're gonna have downs. Unfortunately, there's some sad news we're gonna get to. We'll, we'll get there, but overall, it's good to be back, guys. Absolutely, we're glad to have you back, Kyle. And uh, you know, Hillcast Nation. In, in case the show couldn't get any more entertaining, yeah, we got the motherfucking chef in the house. What's up, chef? I'm good, baby. I'm ready to pop on a show. It's been a little while since I've been on. I just want to say what's up to Impact Fan Nation and my guys at the Slam Down Podcast. I'm going to holler at y'all. Do what you're doing. Let's get this motherfucker crunk. Right. Now, um, Chef giving his shots out. He's going to give our shots out. Everyone hit up impactasylum.net. The best place for Impact Wrestling Talk is always the Impact Asylum, where you can actually, you know, get some positivity about the product and also some constructive criticism. Uh, also, on Impact Asylum, you can always check out our honorary Hillcast member, FK9, and straight shooting on there every single week. FK9's new show came out already, so check that out. Uh, also, check out Andre Corbeil. Um Also, uh, you know, I keep asking you, Hillcast Nation, do you just fucking hate me or something? Like, I'm just asking you guys to do the simplest thing, just fucking retweet the show if you have a Twitter just retweet the Hillcast. I want to give a shout-out to my girl, Nick, because I know Nick keeps doing it. I know Chef keeps doing it, but Chef's one of us. So, I mean, Hillcast Nation, look, this is all I'm saying. You get the negativity out there with these dirt sheets and these so-called journalists, but, um, you know, there is reasons for this huge, massive ratings drop, but um, maybe if some positivity or, like, some honest critique of Impact Wrestling goes out and you guys help spread the room, the word around, uh, you know, maybe we don't get this massive-ass drop in ratings. All I'm saying, so Hillcast Nation, just retweet the show or retweet FK9, retweet Andre Corbeil, uh, retweet chefs, guys. Just help spread the fucking word, please. Uh, now, uh, my boy, the County Incognito, back on ImpactAsylum.net. Uh, for those of you that haven't been around since day one, the boy Count, uh, he's one of us, old school dirty heels. Uh, you know, Count, 
always comes in with the best uh, the best comments on net. But I want to give a shout-out to Chairman, too. Chairman, what's up? Uh, thank you to Chairman and Count for uh, all the comments that they do on net. So if you don't listen to Hillcast on net, you might want to check that out for the discussion there. Um, so here they are. My boy Count is back. Count's quirks. <clears throat> Uh, in regards to the uh, Hardy's broken gimmick getting purchased by WWE, Count says they'd never go for that, but I'd love for WWE to take that deal. Now if we could get Aries back in a trade, we could sweeten the deal by throwing in Grado's contract. Um, also, you know, I, I was big on Moose. Count was not. I was big on Braxton Sutter. Count was not. Count says you can't win them all, RE. You want a Braxton Impact. I didn't. You want a Moose and Impact. I didn't. We're one and one. Uh, he also said, homicide and suicide back on the roster. Another thing, a character named Genocide, and they can be managed by Sabu. And I think what was the uh, the best one of the night, in regards to Scott Sanders, says, to keep him out of the ring, outside of trimming some fat, he can squash Falaba and Grado and send them permanently packing. Where he's at, he can have him beat down Tyrus and replace him as Eli Drake's backup. Uh, I think Count just struck gold there. How awesome would Scott Steiner be as the uh, backup or enforcer bodyguard for Eli Drake. Good call. I like that. Brother! Right, big pop of country hookup. Dude, the the Steiner videos, like, go on YouTube and type in Steiner Mania if you've never seen it. I mean, this guy is gold. Like, I, I love watching him in the ring, don't get me wrong, but I could just watch... Steiner promo is just him, full-blown Steiner. You ever see the one where he's doing the math equation? Like, come on, gold. Gold. Yo, dude, the whole shit with Steiner, like, you don't even have to watch it. Like, you could just put your phone on and just walk around the crib just listening to the guy. The guy is fucking maniac. A maniac. Total psychopath. It's awesome. <laughs> a good psycho. A good psycho. A good psycho. Not a bad psycho. Not like, a, not like a Bill Cosby psycho, you know, like a like a cool psycho. <laughs> Big pop of pump, you know. Not it's cool. Not like Bucks one bitch, that uh, kicks ass. Yeah, Big Bucks show wrestling events to play softball. <laughs> I don't know. Got a roofie any drink to uh, get the ladies. That man's been uh, railing the Franks since about the 1980s. Probably longer than that, but you know, I'm sure when he had the mullet, even with Rick, when he had those fucking sweet earmuffs on, Center was still pulling down those things. Yeah, he, um, he did have that meme, that meme like Uncle Jesse mullet back in the day. Some original Steiners, like Steiner Brothers, Steiner, mean mullet. Oh, Steiner's pulled hella ass, but dude, he hasn't, like, John Stamos has probably ran through half of this country. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Like, Stamos and Rob Lowe probably, like, they're the coxmen of all time. Total coxmen, that's right. And Ric Flair, I think Ric Flair's got to be a coxman. He's got to be up there. Ric Flair's a piece of dog shit. <laughs> Mark my word. Fuck Woo. that guy. Woo. Woo. Yeah, I don't want him calling into the heel cast ever again. <laughs> we got to yeah, get probably. Ric Flair back on the show. That's, that's true. Yeah. Just don't get him on any flights with some young stewardesses around. Uh, <laughs> enough, Whip his cock out. Yeah. Fucking 70-year-old. Saggy tits, whipping his dick out on the plane for stewardess. Classy move, Rick. Classy move. Um, so, guys, there was a uh, basically pretty much the lowest number since the debut on Pop. Uh, Impact had a massive drop in the ratings this week. Now, I'll be honest, 
I love Impact Wrestling. There's no fucking way I would watch Impact Wrestling over the NFL draft. I'm an NFL draft nerd. I'm an NFL nerd. I'm a college football nerd. Like, that is my fucking shit. Also, the NHL playoffs were on. The NBA playoffs were on. It, they were bound to take a hit. I knew the ratings were going to be low. I didn't expect it to be that low. Um, but I'll keep it real. Uh, maybe the uh, maybe the Josh and JB thing kind of had a little bit to do with it. Um, I, I don't know if that's the case, but, like, dude, just cut the shit. Um, that, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I don't really think JB and Josh had that much of an impact, no pun intended. But I think it may affect it a little bit. But, like, the thing for me is I think we just had two really good weeks of impact wrestling. So the huge hit I want to attribute to the big sports night. But, um, I don't know, Chef, you got any thoughts on this one? No, I completely agree with you. I mean, my Raptors were in the playoffs. You know, I'm definitely watching the NFL draft. I have my D-League team in the championship game. I mean, I had, like, five things going on minus impact. You know what I mean? I was like, Impact, I could watch again. The draft, nobody's ever going to watch it after the day is over. You know, so I think that's what it was. I think it was just a big sports night. And, you know, Impact took a hit. You know, it's whatever. It's one week. We'll rebound this this week coming up. I got no doubt about it. Yeah, Hurls, uh, you have anything you want to chime in on this? or? Yeah, last week, Thursday, I don't think I watched Impact uh, until about midnight that night. Um, I had the Bucks Raptors series. Disappointed, but future is bright. They had the NFL draft. I was following that. Wasn't following it too closely. Um, not really a big NHL fan, so I didn't. I didn't really watch that. But uh, I'm also an Amazing Race fan, and that's on on Thursdays. But they don't they don't go head to head, so I can usually watch watch that one without interruption. So, but. With the Bucks Raptors playoff game, I definitely uh, Impact had to take a back seat last week. <clears throat> Who won? Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention it. <laughs> ba- ba- Barney the dinosaur won. Ooh, you're still salty. You hear that, everybody? He's still salty. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we took a hit to the draft, you know. We've uh, we, we made our point. Let's move along. All right, let's just do I want to do a round table real quick in a word, yes or no. Uh, we'll start with Kyle, then we'll go to Chef, then we'll go to Hurl. Do you guys think uh, JB and Josh has any, any influence or factor on the ratings draft? No. Nope. Nada. All right, let's hope not. Uh, I'm. I hope not. Uh, I play at fifty-fifty, but um, you know, speaking of playing at fifty-fifty, last year when we did this show, um, this guy named Raven Effect, he had a premonition. I actually say it like a grown-ass fucking adult. Uh, premonition. Uh, I kind of got the feeling that Mr. Anderson was done with Impact Wrestling at one point. Turns out I was right. Um, last week, it kind of speculated. I thought Cody Rhodes or Cody was probably done with Impact Wrestling. Brother underscore, he didn't agree with me. Uh, turns out, time to start listening to RAV sometimes. Um, so the the word is that Cody did sign a deal with Ring of Honor. Um, 
So if that's the case, he's likely done with Impact Wrestling. Like obviously, the New Japan money is coming in, um, and that's going to be who pays him the most. Is like, let's be real, they're the real number two globally. Um, and uh, like Brandy may be gone, but you know if you're going to do the New Japan thing, like Ring of Honor has to be your home base. Uh, I don't get the moves. I feel like Impact's been on the up, and ROH has been on the downswing. But um, you know the uh, we we got a question to follow up from here, but uh, I'll go ahead and start off with Kyle. What's your thoughts if uh, Cody is with Ring of Honor and done an Impact? Yeah, I mean he might have signed a deal with Ring of Honor, but. If he did sign for just a year, he'll probably bounce to impact at the end of the year. I'm calling that. If it was a long-term deal, then maybe that's not the case. However, he might just want to be running through all the territories. You know, he's going to conquer things in Ring of Honor, get hopefully a world title there, maybe uh, get some of those New Japan titles, and then, you know, come another year, maybe show back up in the impact zone. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, reported problems. Seems like he was uh, completely uh, more than good terms with Impact. So I mean, whatever. If he if he's not coming back there and he's going to go to Ring of Honor, whatever. You know, the door is still open. I think. Chef, your thoughts? Don't give a shit. If he goes, he goes. If he stays, he stays. If he's coming, he's coming. Don't really give a shit. Um. Uh, you know, I mean, he was just kind of doing the paid per appearance in Impact. I mean, it was cool to have him there. Um, but with all the talent we've been getting lately, it's kind of a non-story. I mean, I don't really even notice he's not there. Would I like to see him more? Sure. But I understand why he signed with Ring of Honor just so he could keep his New Japan Bullet Club thing going. And, you know, that's fine, whatever. But, um, you know, I think he probably made the wrong choice. I, I just think Impact's going to be the one growing ring of honor i don't know i just i'm not seeing it like but like you said if he the only thing he's doing is just signing for the new japan then then i guess that makes sense yeah i think he made the wrong decision too i honestly i think it's a joke i think ring of honor is kind of becoming a joke uh they've been wwe's bitch for a lot of years they just kind of let them walk in and do whatever they want to do uh, I think Impact was on the rise, and I think Cody was shining in Impact. I think it's a huge hit as far as terms as, like, star potential because he's one of the only, like, real names out there uh, as far as what can be gotten on the open market. And, look, this, look, I don't watch New Japan. I don't. I, I have no interest in it. not shitting on Japanese wrestling or anything. Like, I don't fucking understand what they're saying on TV. Like, I, I just don't care. Um, don't watch I, it, but you respect it, right? That's how I feel. I don't watch it, but I respect it. I, I respect enough because it's wrestling, I guess. Um, but, look, I, I did – I've normally watched Ring of Honor. It's been almost a year since I've, like, really watched ROH. But uh, I'll say this, dude. There is nothing more obnoxiously annoying and overdone and overplayed than this Bullet Club shit. And I know Cody's part of the Bullet Club, and it's probably – like, that's going to be a big thing there because he's probably going to be the new leader. But, like, how much longer can this go when, look, they – plucked, uh, what is it, Finn Balor, they plucked AJ Styles, uh, Anderson, Gallows, and now they're taking away Adam Cole. Uh, you know, WWE just comes in and raids his bullet club every time, and they just replace it with a new leader. That's probably where Cody's going, him and the Young Bucks. So um, just how much more can they just fucking beat this dead horse 
But, you know, it is what it is. It, it's over with the marks and stuff that are all turned into New Japan and whatnot. But I just I think it's a fucking bad move. Um, is it official that Adam Cole went to the E already? It's a, I think he's, like, done this weekend or something I read somewhere. But I it's a, it's a fucking giving conclusion, you know what I mean? I could be wrong, but I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, he, he can go to the E and join the club with no bullets. The club sandwich. I'm sure he'll go to NXT and get dumbed down with the WWE style because that's what they got to do. Uh, like that sweet Drew Galloway video we've heard. Um, we got some exclusive shit y'all don't need to hear about. But, you know, the one thing that comes up, guys, uh, look, Cody's the GFW next-gen champion. We've seen the belt on Impact Wrestling. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do an angle where they say someone went and beat him for it or they're just going to drop the belt like it never existed if he never comes back, but you know, some of us were really hoping that the Next Gen and uh, Impact Grand Championships might merge together to get rid of the Grand Championship rules. Um, Kyle, you got any thoughts on this Next Gen title situation? I'll probably just vacate it and have a match for it. I, I don't think there's anything more uh, to think about. You know, they're, they're just going to vacate it like they always do. And, you know, two other guys are going to get the belt. Uh, I think it's going to get merged. I think you're going to see... Uh, all of the GFW and Impact titles get merged together one way or another. There's no way they're going to have, you know, that many champions on one weekly TV show. I think uh, we're going to – anyway, you got to get new belts because if they're dropping TNA, all of our current belts have TNA logos on them still. So they had to get new belts anyway. So this all just works out. Harold, anything you want to add on the next-gen championship belt? Um. Not too much, um, but like Kyle said, if you can't get Cody, they'll just do a title match for it with uh, two random guys. And um, I, I always thought, though, the next gen was more like the X Division, so I thought that's what they would be going for, but maybe not. Maybe it is the Grand Championship. So, Chef? The only thing I agree with, Kyle, with everything except the only one that it does not have a TNA logo on it is the Impact Grand Champion. Yeah, it's true. The most recent one. True. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the smart thing I think would do is, yeah, have all these belts out for a little while and then up comes Slammiversary. You know, you can kind of merge them together, and then when that show comes, you can have your own now all-new Impact titles, you know. So if they could do a spin kind of like that, then, you know, I'm with it. Whatever's whatever. I like – I actually like – a lot more belts if they can actually make some kind of a second show or something like that or make explosion relevant, then I'm good with it. If not, whatever, I agree with you guys completely. Yeah. Look, the only thing I'm going to say is that Impact, you, they probably had a clue or at least a hint that Cody wasn't going to come back. All I'm going to say, dude, is how, why have Moose beat him in a fucking split decision? Just have Moose pin the goddamn guy. Like, stop doing this to yourself. It's happened more than once, and just it's t- it's time to smarten up. Um, so as far as smartening up, uh, look, there was said to be a big argument between Bob Ryder and Jeff and Karen Jarrett at the last set of tapings. Uh, apparently, both Jeff and Karen yelled at Ryder over not booking a hotel room that he was told to book. Um, look, a lot of people say, that, of course, dirt sheets spreading rumors like Ryder's done with Impact. It's apparently, water under the bridge. Um, it hurls anything you got on this one? Any any input? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think they would get rid of Ryder just because Jeff Jarrett and Bob Ryder go all the way back to the beginning of, at that time, TNA wrestling. So they have a pretty strong connection, but it, it's tough to say who's in the wrong when you don't know all the details. But I, if we're just going at face value, Bob Ryder probably, you know, probably made a mistake, probably messed up a little bit with his job, but Karen Jarrett probably shouldn't have uh, flipped out at him either and made, and caused the big scene. And I get it, Jeff's going to take her side because that's his wife, but, you know, it probably got blown over a little bit too, probably blew up more than it actually was. So I don't know. I'm just kind of taking this as at least they worked it out and Bob Ryder's still employed. So I don't think it's too big of an issue. I I got nothing to say about this. Uh, The Marks couldn't find any negative impact stories to report, so they dug something up. I'm sure these disagreements happen all the time, but it just makes you think, like, how come all of these stories circulate for impact, but you don't really hear about this from anywhere else? Like, these are just regular, like, problems that you go through running a business. It's just that I always wonder, who's the mole? Who is the mole backstage at Impact going to these websites and uh, just giving, you know, douchebag Dave uh, all these random nobody so-called journalists these bullshit stories? Where do they come from? Uh, Who cares? They had a disagreement about a hotel room, whatever. Bob Ryder still works there, and it it doesn't affect anything I watch on my TV screen every week. I think the dirt sheets are fucking stupid for reporting shit like this. Jeff Jarrett doesn't want to catch up on his hot dog. Who fucking cares? You know, it's funny you bring up the mole because it's actually on the agenda for something we're going to talk about a little bit later today. Um, Uh, Chef, anything uh, on this topic you have to chime in on or any thoughts? I didn't, listen, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see nothing. And it's not me doing the whole, you know, street New York thing. I didn't see nothing, hear nothing. I literally didn't hear nothing or see shit. So if it was that crazy that, like how they were saying everybody seen it and heard it. I ain't see shit. Now, I know I'm motherfucking blind. I do wear glasses, but I ain't see shit. I ain't hear nothing. And I agree with Kyle. Like, if there's a fucking rat backstage, yo, they should tie this guy up and beat the shit out of him. Like, I swear, there's nothing. There's like, I got no place for rats. So if there's a fucking rat there, they should just mop him up. Is that what you guys did the rats back in Queens back in the day, Chef? Yo, dude, you know, you know what? Off air, I'm a, I have a story that I can tell you that people don't snitch. Let's hear it. Come on, Chef. Our listeners love hearing these, these Chef Hood stories. Nah, they're not even ready for that yet. As a matter of fact, you know what? All right, so somebody did some stupid shit. So one of my boys is like, hey, yo, such and such happened. And I'm like, yo, next time, just call that nigga up. I, I said, fuck that. Call him up, tell him to come to the crib. So I come to the crib. My man walks up. Now, they're going to laugh because it was one of my boys. It's a funny story. So I tell my man, I'm like, yo, I heard you said such and such. I had a strobe light going. We're all burning blunts and everything. So, you know, people sit in the fucking seats. We're all chilling this shit. He don't see nobody but me. All the lights are off, and I'm just chilling with a strobe listening to DMX. So I tell him, yo, nigga, I know you said something. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. I lock the door. All of a sudden, everybody gets up. Yo, we stomp this dude out. And then we threw him off my neighbor's door. And that's a rough riders roll. And I hope Chef's probation officer isn't listening right now. 
Just saying, don't snitch. Don't snitch. That that's the the moral of the story is snitches they they get stopped out in the hood by the TNA mafia. <laughs> and that leads that leads to snitches or snitches getting stitches, of course. Um Jeff, uh, I got another question for you. Back back in the hood days, did you check hose too? Oh, uh, nah, man. You know what? I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of, you know, I'm not even going to say that because I'm married. So, nah, I didn't, I never experienced shit like that. Yo, Cast Nation, I asked you all to check hose last week. I hope you're still checking hose. <laughs> I, I can't get, I just can't get over that line, man. I just love it. You're stuck on that Conan shit. You act like a hoe, you get checked, dude. Yo, that uh, Conan shit is raw. You know, all I'm going to say about the Spot Rider story is, you know, like, obviously Karen's got some credibility. Like, obviously she's in a position of power to go at him that way. And, I mean, look, people are going to say Karen sounds like a spoiled C-word or whatnot. Let's, let's just keep it real. Like, <clears throat> this happened the last day of tapings. It wasn't Princess Karen didn't get her fucking, um, you know, her honeymoon suite or whatever it is. Uh, in the hotel. Who knows what it was, but look, it's water under the bridge. Rob Ryder's been there since day one. He's still there. Um, you know, that's what it is. Now, uh... Bob, I said I wanted the hotel with the jacuzzi top in it! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Now, uh, here's a story that I'm sure is going to go a little deep to Chef, but, uh, look, y'all, you guys know the fucking, like, Frozen ice cream carts, like at least I do. I don't know. I, I haven't really left the West Coast. Here on the West Coast, you can go into like a convenience store, like a gas station, and there's like little mini freezers where you can just open up the freezer door, and there's like you can get fucking cookie sandwich, uh, which is like the greatest invention ever. It's two uh, chocolate chip cookies with some vanilla soft serve in the middle. You can get a drumstick or a fucking Flintstones push pop or some shit. That's what we have here now. Steph's boy Bram is over in Japan, and uh, <laughs> he fucking opens one of these freezers. Keep in mind, here here in the U.S. on the west on the west side, um, that shit is all in a package. Like I don't know what what it's like if it's some sushi shit or something in Japan. Like if y'all got ice cream or whatnot. Um, but so Bram opens this freezer, lays down inside of it. A photo gets snapped. It goes on social media, and uh, this new bromance with Robbie E. and Bram is now over with. So, legitimately, Bram is suspended for this. Uh, Chef, uh, I, I don't know who better to go to than you on this one to start it off. All right. Here we go. Now, definitely are they different cultured people, and they look at shit in a higher way. Yeah, yeah, you can you can preach that shit. You can sit there and go, you know, I've been to Japan and all this other shit, and they do things differently. Also, these are the same people that fucking kill dolphins, and they go fucking, you know, they started pulling out the big nets, they go shark fishing, cut the fucking fins off, and throw the big-ass shark back in the water to die. No, these are the same people that do that shit. This big motherfucker goes into a fucking freezer, takes a picture real quick, and yet you suspend him and send him home. Hmm, sounds kind of crazy. Killing dolphins and killing sharks are okay, but a big guy going into a freezer to snap a quick picture... Not okay. You know, man, fuck that. He's already going to do his thing. He's already got some dates. Go do your thing, big homie. Fuck those guys over there if they're going to get emotional. 
We love you, Japan. Uh, Kyle. Brown, ice cream. Very, very different backball. I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not too familiar with their culture. I've never been to Japan. Uh, Used to watch some anime shows when I was a kid. Uh, Never got the indication that sitting on ice cream is disrespectful, but I I have no idea. Uh, I heard there was, like, a report that the, the owners of the store, like, contacted Noah and, like, reported this to him. This guy, I don't know, like, it's just weird. It's a weird story. It's very strange. I Bram was sitting on some ice cream, and they took it as disrespect, so he, he got booted from the wrestling tour? I, what is that, like, getting called down to the principal's office and getting sent to detention? Like, I don't know. Whatever. I, I really got nothing to say. It's kind of weird, but uh, kids, don't, don't sit on the ice cream freezers. You'll, you'll get Kyle, from your wrestling tour. Yo, Kyle, Kyle, you know what the crazy part is? How do they know he was wrestling for Noah? I, hey, man. Uh, uh, no, that's very big star. <laughs> you know, I mean, with 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 Bram's track record, um, it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, um, especially since he's you know he's gotten in trouble before. Is it the worst thing you could do? No, probably not. Um, but you know, it's something I wouldn't have done personally. I don't know what his intentions was. It looked like he had the two sweet sign up. I don't I don't know if that was like I'm not really sure what that was aiming towards, but um you know, it's too bad. I ho- I hope he doesn't get suspended from uh Impact Wrestling for that. Hopefully just Noah, but um you know, it's I mean, all I'm going to say is I probably wouldn't have done it in a different country. I'd feel more comfortable doing it in my own backyard, but whatever. That's really all i got to say about it. I don't really have a too strong of an opinion one way or the other. So I'm going to kind of break this down real fast because for some reason this, this story just kind of fascinates me. But real fast, pearls up in the Midwest, uh, these little ice cream things, everything in a package when you see one of these, Yes. Hold on. Yes, they are. Yes. All in a package. Chef, Kyle, yep. repping the East Coast, everything in a package when you see these freezers? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. After a long night of sm- uh, hanging out with my friends, you know, I love to go get that Ben and Jerry's bar right there in the freezer. There you go. Look, I'm a fucking germaphobe to all extremes, okay? I don't want, if someone touches my food, like, fuck all that noise. I'm not going to eat that, okay? They, Bram is fully clothed. Everything in this freezer is in packaging. It's not like it's contaminated. It's not like you just cost the owner of the store thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars uh, to replace all that product. That's not ruined. Look, I I don't know what the culture is over there. Maybe maybe Noah and some other people, like, educated the the Americans or the foreigners as to, like, what the culture is, the do's and the don'ts. And if that was the case, then, you know, maybe Bram should be punished. But, look... um, it, it, it's not something I would do. I mean, like, if, if I was with Bram, I would say, look, motherfucker, you're not 13. Like, this shit isn't that funny. Like, it's kind of lame, but, like, dude, who gives a shit, in my opinion? Um, if this were to happen here in the U.S., where Bram is more accustomed to, I don't know about the U.K., but, look, what, what happened was um, I would hate to be the minimum wage employee who's probably normal size to have to 
go up to an intimidating ass dude like Bram and ask him to get out of the freezer. Uh, but if he says no or gets fucking hostile or whatever, then you contact management, and then after that, then you call the police, and then it's nibbed in the butt. Um, he's not going to jail for it. It's not vandalism. Uh, it's 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 pretty strange to me. Um, I don't think it warrants a suspension. Now, the thing is, um, like Noah suspended him. Hurls, do you think Impact, I, I know you said you hope Impact doesn't suspend the guy, but do you think Impact should punish or suspend Bram? Uh, no, I don't. Because I don't think it, it I mean, maybe I'd have a talk with him, but I, I wouldn't suspend him, not for something like that. It, I don't think it deserves that. I'm just I'll just basically, you know, talk to him and be like, you go over to a different country, you got to be respectful to the to the people, and they may take offense to that. So you just don't know how other cultures think. Um, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suspend him at all. Not not for that. Would you job him out or bury him? No, no. Kyle, same no, I, I I would I would bury him. I would make him uh, tag team with Robbie E. <laughs> No, seriously, I mean, yeah, Bram, I mean, you're kind of an asshole for sitting on the ice cream, but I don't think that means he should get suspended from the tour. That's pretty stupid. I mean, it's not like he dropped his pants and took a big steamy shit in the fucking thing. He just jumped on it for a second, you know. I'm Bram Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. I don't know what he was doing there, but, like, the stuff, the ice cream's in wrappers. He had pants on, you know. I'm very, very dirty ass. Got his, his wrestler uh, sweat, you know, his tannin oil all over the ice cream. His uh, his uh, wrestling juice. Chef, uh, I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is going to be, but um, same questions for you. Nah, there's no way they suspend him. I mean, this shit is light. Hey, look, I'm fucking 37 years old. When I hang out with some of these young guys, I'm still jumping on top of shit, saying fuck this and taking all types of stupid-ass pictures. Why not? We live once, have fun. Because you're going to get to a point where you can't have fun. So I'm going to live it up and I'm going to have mad fun. And if you got a problem with it, like, I don't give a shit. I'm not saying that's how he should think. But at the same time, he really didn't do anything that fucked up. And as for the track record thing, if you look, most of that shit didn't even get pulled out like is not even really out there like that. Like, half that shit was fucking dismissed. So he really don't even got that big of a track record. And you can Google it. I mean, look, if if I'm Jeff Jarrett or Ed Norholm or if I'm in charge of Impact, like maybe I, I'd talk to Brand, but I'm not suspending the guy. Uh, he, I'm sure he's learned his lesson. Uh, I'm definitely not going to bury or punish the guy. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm afraid of for Bram. Look, uh, here's the other question. So I think all of us are kind of like in agreement, you know, who gives a shit, like you shouldn't be upset with Bram. But um, if you're Jared or Ed Nordholm, Chef, you uh, you kind of pissed at Noah? Ooh, nah, you know what? I mean, if their fans were really feeling them, the only, per- the only people that lost out was Noah. You know what I mean? Like if they really like whatever Robbie and, and Bram were doing, then it sucks for their fans. Like I said, on a serious note, this to me didn't merit something really serious to spend somebody, especially if it's bringing an eye, you know, to, to my product. I mean, I wouldn't suspend them. I, I, 
whatever Noah's doing, I mean, like I said, the Japanese culture is real strict or whatever. So, if anything, they're the ones who lost out breaking up the bromance or whatever. And the only thing I'm going to say is, Brand, be careful you don't get frostbite on your ass, brother. <laughs> they were just having some fun, man. They were probably at the Riviera Steakhouse or, like, the ramen noodle spot banging down sake bombs all night. They're just having some fun goofing off. I don't think you should kick the guy off of his first tour in Japan. Every wrestler looks forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't get mad at Noah for doing it. It's their standards or whatever, you know. I just say at this point, just forget about it and send somebody else over to Noah if they need uh, some more wrestlers. I mean, we got a lot of wrestlers that could use some more uh, time, air time, so why not? You know what the wild thing, though, is, Hurls, is that we've sent over five. They've sent over zero. Yeah, that's true. We haven't seen any Japanese wrestlers. Nope. Good point. Which I'm glad you said that, Chef, because the last question I was going to ask everyone. Um, so let's say, and and I don't mean to be a dick and say this this way, but look, the bottom line is it's just Bram. It's not Del Rio, Lashley, EC3, Storm, whoever, you know what I mean? Um, so let's say that uh, Noah wants Impact Wrestling to punish Bram and Impact disagrees. Is this NOAA relationship worth it? Chef, uh, let's go to you first on that. Ooh. um, You know what? I don't know a lot about NOAA. I mean, I think the partnership seems to be really good, especially when you just had uh, the NOAA president, JB, and uh, Conan at the the big crash one. So, I mean, definitely. But honestly, like, like I said, this wasn't something so fucking crazy where it's got to merit him two suspensions. And I don't see them being that petty about it. Like, well, he, you know, he put his ass on some food. You need to suspend him. Nah, this is our company. If you want to suspend him, we don't need to send our guy over there and we'll handle our people. You know what I mean? I think they could work it like that where if if you don't like our guys, certain guys, they don't got to go over there. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't want a character like Bram. They don't need him. Charles, we'll kick it back to you, and then we'll have Kyle wrap up the question. Yeah, that's how I that's how I feel. Like, if Noah doesn't want to use them, then they, they don't want to use them. That's fine. Um, you know, I think I think I don't know if you guys I linked the matches in our chat, but uh, I thought the matches were really good. They were like I saw the the, the Eddie Edwards versus Go Shizaki, I believe it was. Um, but that the, the matches have been really good. I've been watching them. Uh, I would like to see it continue because it gives guys more uh, places to travel to and, and earn some more money. But uh, I would hope Noah wouldn't be that petty over something like this. I mean, that's just that wouldn't be Impact Wrestling's fault that Brand did it, you know. So I don't think they should punish the company for that. Kyle, you got anything on this? Oh, no, nah, no comment. I mean, everybody covered it. We're good. I mean, look, we, we're still yet to see anything from Noah. Um, if I'm Impact, look, it's, uh, it, it, like I said, it's just Bram. Um, Bram's not a main eventer. He's mid-carder. Uh, unfortunately, he's kind of going towards the lower mid-guard, which I don't feel is right because I think the guy is super talented. Um, 
there's no this no relationship has produced nothing for impact so far other than getting some of their employees paid. So I don't like if uh, if I'm them and Noah is telling me that they want Bram buried out or they want you know Bram to be punished over there. I don't know that the relationship is worth it for me because I've gotten nothing in return yet. But you know we kind of need some tag team. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, but we'll move on <clears throat> now. Uh, the guy who is kind of towards the top. So these were the concerns that a lot of us had prior to him coming to the company. But so look, over the weekend, Alberto Alpatron, he worked the Qatar or Quatar Pro Wrestling's event this past Friday. Uh, he won the QPW World Championship, the most prestigious belt in all of professional wrestling. Uh, however, the following day, so Alberto missed Saturday's What Culture Pro Wrestling, an actual company I have heard of. Uh, in Newcastle, due to an illness, uh, keep it real, He after he won that belt from QPW, he uh, showed some photos of him and Paige drinking. Um, so he was scheduled to wrestle a guy named Joe Coffey at that show. Joe Coffey doesn't put asses in seats. I don't know who else will. Um, so, yeah, this, this is kind of the, the concerns with Del Rio because Del Rio, sorry, Patron has had a history of this, uh, especially since he left the WWE in the first place. He's been all sorts of great impacts, but... Uh, Kyle, any thoughts on this one? Yeah. It doesn't look great on him, but Impact is probably a much, much bigger, if not much bigger, his number one priority. What culture pro wrestling, any other independent event, that takes a bite. I mean, I'm not saying that he shouldn't. You know, I'm not saying that it's all right for him to miss dates and uh, happen to be drinking on social media. I'm not saying that's right, but he didn't do it to impact. That's all I got to say about that. I'm passing on. Yeah, Earl. That's how how I feel. Like he hasn't. He's been good to you. Um, I mean, what what culture pro wrestling is definitely making a lot of noise. I think they're they're a good company. But if your impact, I mean, doesn't look good for Alberto El Patron, but at the same time, he hasn't done anything wrong in impact, and that's what we're talking about. So, no, I don't think, I think it's a non-story. Chef? You know what? I actually like what culture pro wrestling. I like Joe Coffey. I like, you know, he's an ICW guy. Um, honestly, I don't give a shit about El Patron not going. As a matter of fact, I really don't give a shit once again because I'd rather him have fun as long as he's not fucking up over here, which like everyone's saying is, you know, what he cares about. I don't give a shit. If you want to stick it to what culture pro you want to go stick it to ICW, whatever, as long as you come here and you act right and, and you keep doing what you're doing, I don't give a shit. CCC. I will, um, I'm going to play the moral compass and put on my brother underscore cap here. Look, uh, there's, I'll just keep it real. Like, there's a strong possibility, look, maybe Alberto did get sick that day, uh, and it wasn't just a ridiculous hangover. Uh, you know, there, there, people can get sick overnight. Shit happens like that. Um, you know, you're out there wrestling in the ring, germs, sweat, all that shit going around. You know, uh, you are together with a woman who gets filmed taking a gang train on tape for her boyfriend. Uh, which may have been Alberto, who knows. But, I mean, look, there's some dirty shit around. Uh, and maybe Alberto did get sick. Maybe he didn't. Uh, maybe he was hungover. Like, maybe it was just him doing his thing. But he's still a representative of your company, and it makes your company and your 
the fucking top guy, pretty much. He's being pushed as, like, top two, three, if not number one guy in Impact. Uh, look, the, the fact of the matter is, this guy's going to be your Impact World Champion at some point. Uh, the writing's kind of on the wall, whether it's sooner rather than later, who knows, but I, I can't imagine him not becoming the champ. Like, if, if this guy's your world champ, and he knows shows a show that, that reflects Impact Wrestling, and it makes Impact, which already has kind of a poor red-headed stepchild uh, reputation to it, it makes them look worse. Um, and look, let's, you know, I, I understand Impact's the number one, it's the main employer, and look, dude, the, the dude's kind of winning me over because with the, the shoots that he does at Impact, but, you know, you're going to put your belt on a guy who, you know, could possibly pull that shit. Like, let's say he celebrates on a Friday night after tapings and can't make it to Saturday's tapings, you know, or Sunday for a big angle. You know, that that's the stuff that, that concerns me. But, look, it didn't have an impact, and water under the bridge, who cares? But uh, all hail QPW. Sorry to hate on your boy Joe Coffee, by the way, Chef. <laughs> you know what? Listening to what you said, I'm going to admit right now that I was going into it like whatever, but I am completely impact biased, obviously, and I guess I'm extremely petty. So at least you just, you know, you pulled out my facts. I'm impact biased, my bad people, but I guess that's just how I am. We're, uh, we're going to test your impact bias here. So the last bit of news that we're going to talk about, uh, which broke today. So uh, despite all his rage, he's still just a rat in a cage who uh, just purchased the rights to the NWA. Uh, I'm not talking about the uh, <clears throat> N-words with attitude. I'm talking about the National Wrestling Line. So Billy Corgan today purchased the rights to the NWA, which is a title belt. Uh, I assume not a video library extending back to, like, the NWA, WCW days, but uh, he, he's got basically everything related to the NWA today. Now Billy Corgan is fully buying. Uh, that seemed to be him and Dave Lugano's project. I, Aiden O'Shea for NWA champion at some point soon. I guess that's probably writing on the wall. Uh, I don't really know what to make of this because the NWA is just so irrelevant nowadays, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen from here. Kyle, uh, you were a little bit excited about it earlier. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Uh, you know, it was just some shocking news just dropped out of nowhere. You know, this guy's still trying to be a wrestling promoter, I guess. He, like you said, it's not like he's getting the NWA that you'd want. Like, Vince owns that. He can't have any of that footage, but he's going to be promoting, and Instead of uh, running with his own company name, I guess, you know, he's using one that's already established. He's going to be promoting his NWA. Uh, I don't know if, like, is he going to start an NWA and, like, have a bunch of independent promotions stamp NWA on their, uh, you know, company, like, which probably still exists. I'm sure if you travel around to some random, you know, like, I'm sure there's some sort of NWA running in Dayton, Ohio right now, like some random states, you know. I'm sure there's independent promotions that still have NWA stamps. Like, I guess he, he bought the official NWA, which uh, they have that NWA on demand type thing website. Uh, I read that he had the belt, the original NWA belt, which used to be uh, a staple of Impact Wrestling uh, many moons ago. So, yeah, it's cool to see uh, him trying something, you know. It's, it's it's healthy for the wrestling business for more companies to exist. Uh, I wish him luck, and hopefully they can get something off the ground. And this isn't just, uh, you know, something you read about and it never comes to fruition. Chef? All right. So, you know, he had his 
I'm going to go with Ring of Honor, and they didn't want his ass. He had his Impact thing that didn't work. He had his own Chicago company that didn't work. And now he's got NWA with, if anybody can name one fucking wrestler still current, please don't Google it when you see this. Just, if you know it, shut me the fuck up. At Heel Team 6 underscore Chef, hit me up so I can, so I can apologize because I don't think anybody knows one fucking person that's still on that roster. So, whatever, man. I never liked Corgan. You know what? If you're going to do your thing, do your thing. But if it flops, Kyle, you got to sit here and say, yo, Billy Corgan flopped again so I could sit here and laugh and bask in the ambience of his fucking failure. Well, that would be three strikes you're out because he had Resistance Pro, which had a television show for AMC Network, which I know because my cousin is one of the heads of marketing for that network. He had a show, a reality show, with his promotion that was supposed to uh, take off. Everything failed, and at the last minute, he quit. So then he went to Impact. We all saw how that turned out. That would be his third strike. So I hope he doesn't fail a third time. I hope this could be, you know, something good, make a, you know, good health for the pro wrestling industry, and we see something else. I love options, even though Impact is numero uno. But if it doesn't work out, Chef, you're right. You know, he, he fucked up again. You know, I mean, Smash Your Puppies hasn't released, like, a, a decent album probably in, like, over a decade. <laughs> he did have the Decay song. At least that was hot. But that wasn't them. That was Manson, but it was fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, that was his boy. Yeah, they, they, they're buddies, him and Manson, I believe. Um, yeah, I guess the original Smashing Pumpkin members are supposedly getting back here, coming back together soon. Uh, that's the keyboardist. Yeah, I remember he, that. He shit wasn't actually. Happened. He wasn't actually officially in the band. He was part of the tour, though. <laughs> but um, the original four: Jimmy Chamberlain, James Eha, and uh, Mars Marcy, I think her name is. Yeah. They're all still living, so. Uh, but anyways, I, you know, it's it's kind of like, what what's he gonna do with this? Is he is he gonna like try to get a TV deal? Is he gonna try to make this, uh, something big? I mean, I'll root for him, but I don't know. I just think there's, the market for pro wrestling to get on TV these days is pretty slim to none. So good luck to him, but, um, I mean, he gets his own vision. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out more on what he plans to do, but I don't know. I'm not really that excited for it, but, I mean, it's cool that he's got a, a big piece of uh, wrestling history. See, Harold, and, and I'm not trying to cut nobody off, but, see, that, that's the thing with, with wrestling nowadays. All wrestling viewership has been down. It's not a secret. Now, the thing is, look at even when GFW tried their thing. GFW never got off the floor. And they actually had people people knew. You know what I mean? Like, they had their Bollywood boys there in NXT or SmackDown or Raw, whatever the fuck they are. Um, you had Mickey James. You had Magnus. You had Sanjay Dutt. You had names, and that shit still couldn't come up. If you're buying a company that nobody knows still exists, what is your real selling point to a TV, like a TV deal? Like, hey, I have this company, and who do you have? Hey, I was in the yeah. Spanish Pumpkins. Yeah, it was a thing, and I think Impact just signed their, what, their last champion, Jack Stain. So, I mean, I don't know who he has. Yeah, I, Rob, I mean, Chef, what was the name? 
Rob Conway. I know he was in the NWA for a little bit, but why does that name sound familiar, Rob Conway? He was in. I remember in WWF with the Larry Dissant, Rob Conway. Oh, he was one of the French like uh, super gay dudes. Yeah, sure. Okay, I know who that guy is. Oh man, the one where we got to watch on the heel cast. Uh, what was it? Um, the uh, yeah, look, look, Chef makes a good point with GFW. Look, people knew talent on the GFW roster. Um, you know, best luck to Billy. You know, like for real, the more wrestling that's not WWE produced and ran, the better. Um, you know, I, I fucking wish Easy E was still alive because man, Smashing Pumpkins and NWA together—that'd be a sick concert. Um, but that, you know, that, that's something we'll find out this summer, I'm sure. But like, oh man, like there's no, there's nothing on these rosters. Like he has no footage because Vince owns all of it. He doesn't even have the fucking footage of Shane Douglas throwing the goddamn world title on the ground and turning the ECW title. And then when the belt did get brought back to relevance, Impact owns all that footage from when they were using the NWA title. Um, you know, the the belt itself has a lot of prestigious names to it. I'm sure afterwards it's got some really unprestigious names to it. Uh, although Jack Bain, for real, though, like him and Adam Pierce, that's like the only people I know that have held that belt. And I don't even know who Jack Dane was until a week ago. But anyways, you know, best of luck, Billy. But, uh, yeah, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness is still dope, though. And I like the door, too. Right, Siamese Dream. Yeah, Siamese Dream. There you go. And you know what? Um, he did do Rockstar Spuzzle theme song Zero, which I love. I still love that song. Great tune. Great tune. All right, guys. We're going to finally kick into Impact? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So it opens up. Uh, we have the returning, keyword returning, not debuting, Josh Matthews. Uh, former Evan Bourne, Matt Seidel returns, defeats Trevor Lee, gets clean Queen pin over the former X Division champion. Uh, I thought it was a good match, uh, not as good as I would expect between these two, but a good return match and win for Matt Seidel. Uh, Hurls, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I thought this match was was really good. I think they were just kind of feeling each other out, like uh, as far as what moves they were going to do. It was a little sloppy at parts, but I mean, it was still really good. And I think like the more times they get to work with each other, it'll be next match they'll have will be even better. Um, I just want to say, I'm not sure if Matt Seidel has signed a contract or if he's kind of doing the Cody Rhodes thing because I believe he signed up for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up here. I don't know if you guys caught that. I think he has a match against Marty Skrull for the television title. So I'm not sure if this is just another Cody Rhodes situation or what. But, but what, what uh, about an Alberto Del Rio situation? Uh, uh, you can read online. Alberto still never signed with Impact. He's working on a gentleman's agreement. That news came yeah. out recently. So No, no, no. I think they came to agreement recently. I think it was yeah, like last week. Last week we talked about it. Yeah, last week it was on the heel cast that he officially signed. Oh, that's but, good um, to hear. Uh, yeah, but as far as Matt Seidel, I don't know. Just check it out. I, I, I could have swore I saw him coming up for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view here, but uh, it's still cool to have him, uh, you know, show up. So hopefully he'll eventually sign full-time with Impact. But as far as the match goes, I, I liked it. Uh, I would think they'd have big plans for Matt Seidel since he got the win over Trevor Lee. So that was cool. 
Kyle? I'm a huge fan of uh, Matt Seidel. I've uh, been watching him for years since uh, you know, the first time I saw him was on Wrestling Society X back in the day, if any of you remember that, uh, if anyone catches that obscure reference. I've uh, been a fan of his for a while. <laughs> exactly, the, the Piranhas match. Oh, good time. We should make a we should make a Wrestling Society X podcast and just talk about that because there's enough craziness to get into. But, yeah, Matt Seidel, huge fan of his. He's one of the best uh, cruiserweight high, fly, high flyer. Literally, he's a high flyer. Look up some of his history. He is indeed a high flyer. RVD would be proud of him. I'm proud of him. Cool guy. Hell of a shooting star press. I mean, you... you, you you want an X Division, this is a, a veteran of the X Division style. And apparently he had a brief uh, a brief encounter, a little cup of coffee and impact in his TNA days years ago. But he never uh, got, you know, a real uh, worthy run. So it's good to see him finally get that. Uh, I read that he signed a deal. Uh, I could be wrong, though. This is just what's online. You know, there's a whole lot of bullshit online, whole lot of bullshit. So who knows? But I'm glad to see him this week on my TV screen, and I hope to see him again more in the future. Chef? Thought it was a great match. Like to see him back. I honestly thought he was back. Um, hopefully he's back because he had a very, very, very dope-ass fucking run in these tapings. So if he's not back, uh, TNA might be dropping the ball with him. But, uh, I mean, he's a fucking incredible talent. Once again, they're listening to the fans. We wanted more tag teams. We got it. We wanted better X guys. We're getting them. So, hopefully this is a deal that's already done. We just don't know about it. So, definitely pro Matt Seidel. Yeah, Hurl's brought up the thing that I was going to just kind of recap. So, from what I understand, he is or he was involved in a Ring of Honor angle where he was going for the world television title there. Um, so I don't know if he's doing the Cody thing like Curls brought up or if he shunned ROH and signed with Impact. I'm going to keep it real. What I fucking hope to God happen is that he shunned ROH and signed with Impact and left ROH fucking high and dry because everyone's been doing that to Impact, and for some reason a lot of them end up going to ROH for it. So fuck them. I hope they got a taste of their own medicine. Uh, and I'll I'll say this. Because I, I've read the spoilers. If Matt Seidel is not signed to a fucking Impact Wrestling contract, I'm going to be pissed because of the way he was booked. But that is something that everyone's going to find out in the future. But, yeah. If they don't have him sign and they he ends up fucking walking and leaving or turning away and going to Ring of Honor or some shit, I'm going to be real fucking mad. <clears throat> ah, fuck Ring of Honor. Fuck him in the ass with a sledgehammer. <laughs> or the big nose. <laughs> oh, good old Hispanic Drew Galloway. All right, guys, so the next thing, uh, we had a EC3 and Jordan Storm segment. I'm gonna just going to kind of read off this paragraph, and then I'll just let everyone give their thoughts on it. Um, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say, but so EC3 comes out, says he has a message for the new regime. He says he carried the company on his back for three years in the man's respect. Uh, he looked in the mirror, mirror and saw the real EC3 is a demigod, demigod who went undefeated for an eon. Uh, in regards to all new talents, he will send them back to the glory hall from which you came. I did notice uh, watching the screen as soon as he said that line, someone named Chef popped pretty big on TV. Um, and then also I watched Chef pop when he said that the fans can kiss his privilege, perfectly round, bleached ass, lady or 
Yes, ladies, my name is Artemis, and I have a bleached asshole for you. Always sunny fans out there. Uh, EC3 says he will become the champ again at Slammiversary, and he's the best guy everywhere. Uh, Cobb Storm, overrated piece of crap. Just want to say it's the new impact. Just say shit. Uh, James Storm came out. Uh, I thought it was kind of corny this stuff he said, but he said, I see you resumed your normal spot on your knees. That was funny. Uh, but then he states he's still there in Impact Wrestling on, like, so many other names and claims he wanted out of the title picture so the young punks like EC3 can make a name for themselves. Here is a corner shit he called EC3 Fugly. That dude's not Fugly. And uh, he called him EC Bitch, which was about the lamest insult ever. Uh, mentions that his family's not there to protect him anymore. They brawl. EC3 throws some chick in front of him. Uh, he gets the upper hand. One percenter. Lays out Storm. Walks away. Uh, Chef, thoughts on just this whole thing in general? I was kind of fifty-fifty on it. Uh, I like, I really liked EC3. Of course, we all do because that's what he does. He kills, you know, he kicks these serious promos. I like Storm. I've always been a big Storm guy. Thought he was kind of flat. You know, the whole EC bitch thing was kind of weak. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm fifty-fifty on it. it. Was all right. It, whatever. Next. Let's go. I'm glad to see uh, the EC3 that we all know and love back. They did their thing, you know, with him as a baby face. It was cool, but I was one of the people that, you know, I love the uh, the original EC3. Good to see him back, and now he's a little more aggressive than he used to be. It's not just a throwback to the old EC3, but it, it, it's an evolved EC3. He's been through a lot more. He's accomplished a lot more. He's a little more powerful than he used to be. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny when he squatted and, uh, you know, took a dookie on the Impact logo rather than uh, stepping over it like he did a few episodes ago. It's just uh, some good storytelling right there. Very telling, you know, when he squatted over the uh, logo. And he's a Carter. That's that's what he said. He's a Carter, and the company needs him. I... I like this segment. Um, I thought it was kind of funny after EC3 would do the insults, he would go, whoa. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I also thought James Storm didn't bring his A game on the mic. Um, I know he was trying. And I think his best line was that his his family isn't backing him anymore. Um, I enjoyed that part. And I also enjoyed uh, when EC3 said uh, he brought back his old catchphrase, uh, I'm a Carter, and Impact Wrestling needs me. I enjoyed that. So it looks like we're we're headed for a uh, at least a, a, a short program with EC3 and James Storm, which we kind of figured. But overall, not too bad. I'm going to say these two should be the face of your company. EC3 should be the face of the company, the franchise, the future, everything. No one in this entire industry is better than him on the mic, other than maybe Eli, Drake, but they're 1A and 1B. Uh, this should be for the belt. Book it. This is, you know, the, the these guys can do better than that. And just the only thing I'm going to say, like, when EC3 comes overrated piece of crap, it just seems so ungenerous. Just say shit. Seriously, let it go. Be edgy. Um, so, guys, this would normally be something that I would just kind of mention and brush over, but I, should, I have to fucking talk about this. Um, there's this segment of KM in a restaurant and I'm just basically like uh, he said his meal was good and then denied saying that to the waiter and then kind of got in a confrontation 
And, like, that was the end. And I'm going to say that this was the dumbest fucking thing I have ever seen in the history of television. This was so fucking stupid and irrelevant and pointless. Uh, why the fuck did you spend any time on this? Um, essentially, I think what they're trying to do is say KM is a liar and he's stupid. You can do this in the ring. Uh, you don't need to have him fucking have a meal. Uh, like, what... Uh, I hope there's, like, some fucking method to this madness, because this is, like, John Gabriel 2014 stupid fucking thing. Uh, this was the dumbest fucking thing I have seen on wrestling TV. This, this was so fucking pointless. Just, w- did anyone else just be like, why the fuck did I sit here and, what, like, what was the fucking point? It was uh, confusing. It was, it was very confusing. It was, it was very, uh, very brief, very, like, huh? You know, left a bit taste in your mouth. Uh, however, I've learned this throughout watching wrestling. I can never judge anything by its first vignette slash segment slash promo. I have to see what they do with him next week. Because, I mean, I, I think it's possible that if they can do it right, then this is uh, something they can get over with some pretty funny segments. But this one sucked. I'm going to be honest with you, this one sucked. But like I said, I noticed a pattern of I wasn't feeling something the first time I saw it, and then it ended up being pretty cool. But... First off, first impression, what the fuck was that, man? That was weird. I look at it a little differently. I mean, was it good acting? Eh, whatever. But sometimes it's really nice to remind people, like when you get in someone's face and they punk out, you know, now granted this guy is fucking massive and the the waiter was a little dude like me, but, you know, I punk some people in my life. It's fucking hilarious. You know, you get in their face, they put their head down, they get all shook. So it kind of was like, uh, I can fuck with this guy. He just punked this guy. And he's from Kirkland, New York. So I didn't have that big of a problem, but I'm extremely New York biased. So it is what it is. Are you calling me a liar? Are you like a tree and leave? Um, (laughs) I don't know what you guys are talking about. I thought this segment was unintentionally funny. I just, I don't know. There's something funny about it. It was very random. Um, I guess, you know, they were just trying to get him over by having him, you know, act like an asshole, act like a heel. I mean, like, and like Kyle said, let's see where it goes. It was only the first time they did it. Um, It wasn't the greatest segment, but I found it kind of unintentionally funny. But that's just me. That's what I thought. That's all I really got to say about this. No, I agree with you. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, people can't say that heel cast is biased because, like, something sucks. Some of us will say it sucks. I, 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 like, I hope there's something to it, but I'll, I'll just be honest. Like, I think they were trying to get him over as being a bully, uh, a liar, and that he's dumb, but they also really got over the fact that he can't act his way out of a nut sack. Um, and, dude, <laughs> I, I was... I've been fucking digging KM. Like, I think they can give him a better name than KM, but, like, I'd like to do. And now I'm just like, man, <clears throat> this was the corniest fucking shit I've ever seen. Do you like Samuel Shaw having that creepy fucking, not even creepy, just that stupid fucking angle with, like, the hair doll, or whatever the fuck they did when he had, like, that little fucking replica of Christy Hemme was creating, and then they did it. Hey, dude, people love that. People love that angle. I'm not going to lie. I saw a lot of... Uh good reception for that Samuel Shaw shit. I wasn't watching that year, that creepy gimmick you're talking about, but yeah, from what I know, 
I know a lot of people that like that. I guess you hated it. No, dude, for real. What happened is when literally they had, like, he had some weird fucking doll, and then the next thing they have, like, Ken Anderson go to Sam Shaw's, Sam Shaw's mom's house, and his mom <laughs> is, like, like a fucking older, nastier, white, trashier Christy Hemme. I'm not calling Christy Hemme white trash, because Christy, I love you, baby. You're beautiful. Um, literally, I said I said to everyone on Impact Time on that spot, Sam Shaw's career is dead. Like, there's nothing they can do with this guy. They just went over the top. There's nothing more to be done with this guy. He flopped. Everything sucked, and I was right. Yeah, he was still I living in his mom's so basement. lucky that you did not watch during that period of time. Yo, Kyle, he was still living in his mom's basement. <laughs> oh, man. And is he I, in the IWC? I, I thought they got the creepy bastard gimmick over, though. A lot of fans were chanting that. People liked it, dude. People just want to say bastard. It's just because Anderson said to say it, and they could chant it along. That's all it was. And, Kyle, like, if you missed Impact at the first half of 2014, like, consider yourself the luckiest person on the planet. Because, dude, like, there's Vince Russo's WCW days, like, they were fucking better than this. Like, the dying WCW thunder, bottom-of-the-barrel dog shit was better than what John Garrick put out. You know, so I, I actually, you know, maybe I'm biased to something, but I, I really liked uh because I watched it in passing, like, later on. I did tune into those episodes, and the, the first half of 2014 was very, very dry. Things didn't pick up towards the end when they went to, like, the Manhattan Center and everything. Uh, but I actually liked uh, MVP paired with Lashley and Kenny King when they were doing the MLK group. I thought that was a highlight, but that's the only oh, that highlight I could think of. That was it. That's all I can think of. Everything else is very forgettable. That MVP with Kenny King and, and Lashley shit... That that could have been really good. That like, I actually, as a matter of fact, like you can check my old columns on TNASun.net. Like I talked about how they could have went with that. Like that was good shit. That was really good. They were just uh, a perfect like, group. The chemistry was there. Everything was perfect. But they they just fucked it up. Like they they and then they tried to save it with the BDC, which they did. But then they fucked that up too. So I don't want to see any more fuck ups. Right. Uh, let's see. So we get the, uh, Christina Von Erie video package. It says she's from Scum City, a.k.a. Reno. Uh, she says she's a GFW champ for two years and defended it all over the world. Uh, she dubbed herself the patron saint of filth and wants to unify the belt. Doesn't care if it's Sienna, Rosemary, Gail Kim. And she kind of seems to focus a little bit more on Gail Kim. Uh, one thing I want to put up, because FKN brought this up on the show last week, and I had forgotten all about it, but she says she defended that GFW all over the world for two years. You guys remember the fact she tried to sell this fucking GFW women's title on eBay? And she still has it, but no, no one bought the fucking thing. Me and Chef were just talking about this the other day. What happened to the eBay uh, sales listing story? That was hilarious. Uh, she's got it, so apparently it didn't get sold. But I, as soon as I heard her name coming to impact, I was laughing because I instantly thought of that story that she tried to sell the belt on eBay. Chef, do you have any insight on this? Yeah, someone told me that knows people that that shit was all a work just to try to get more people to pay attention to the product. Like, there was never a moment that that shit was actually even on eBay. Interesting. That's going to be the worst marketing scheme I've ever... KM in a fucking restaurant is a better marketing scheme than trying to sell your belt on eBay to get people to pay attention and watch. Are you, Are you calling me a liar? liar? <laughs> Jesus, all three of you motherfuckers at once. 
That was, that yeah, was some porno that. acting right there. Some straight up porno acting. Hurls, I know you know a thing or two about that. Some of that Brazzers, com acting. Yeah, I heard. Are, I heard, are you calling like me a squirter? <laughs> yeah, I heard. Hurls is like the king of fucking you porn. Hey, it's on my favorite. Next video. Now we're resident the limo driver. Hurls the porn man. <laughs> Uh, so, also, dude, Christina Lanieri is hotter than I remembered. Um, our, me and Brother Underscore were kind of saying, like, she's just one of those ones that's going to wear out, but she's not that hot. Like, I'll take that back. She's fine to tell. But, um, so she defeats Ava Story, a.k.a. Casey Quinn or whatever, a.k.a. Cody paid her 45 bucks, a.k.a. Uh, the one girl in the world, Raven Effect, wants to bang more than anyone. Uh <laughs> Dude, I, I'm just like infatuated with Ava Story. She's the hottest thing, like to me in the world. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt like a ginger fetish or nothing like that. Ain't my thing, but like, damn, she's fine. Uh, so Christina Monteri won. Like that's all I have to say. Just Christina's hot, and Ava Story sit on my face. Uh, her old, Speaking of sitting on faces. Oh man, this was a fantastic match, and that's all I got to say about that. Since Reno Scum's out, since they're out on injury, one of their one of them is injured. It's good to have uh, Christina Von Erie on the show to get that that the, the punks the punks still have a voice in Impact even when they're injured. We got Christina, so the punks are still on Impact. You get Christina, she's a force to be reckoned with in the Knockouts division. Uh, Impact is bringing in good talent every week. I'm loving it. It's very exciting to see all this new talent. Uh, I've seen people complain online that these are nobodies. Like, no, they're creating new talent. This is this is what you do. You know, you don't have to pluck people that are already established stars in other places and send them through your developmental system. Ah, mm-hmm. Impact doesn't have to do that. Once in a while, it's probably good to do that. But they're actually getting fresh talent straight off the indies. Is it great for ratings? Not right away, but play it like chess. They're building towards the future. I feel like Impact's best people in the past few years, like their best success stories, weren't former WWE guys. They were uh, their own uh, home creations. And you could call EC3 a former WWE guy, but I don't really put him in that category personally. I, I think uh, he, Impact is really where he's got to start. I, I don't. Derek Bateman, I, that was kind of just a cup of coffee, you know? Didn't really count. But it's glad I'm, to, I'm glad to see them create new talent, bottom line. And Christina Von is awesome. Charles, take it. I I just think, um, you know, we really didn't get to see her from her first run as Toxin. And she does look a lot hotter than she did when she had the Mohawk with Ink Ink. Um, it was a decent match. I had no problems with it wasn't great or anything but uh you know it's good to see her there and i'm you know at least they're building up a a match with her in sienna so that so that's that'll be good i mean i i completely agree with you guys good match but at the same time like i was saying for a minute and it's like kyle just put on it like we don't need every wwe fall off you know what i mean like let's get our young guys and i was telling somebody yo, i hate that reference where people like Oh, but he ain't AJ Styles. Yo, fuck AJ Styles. Like, 
I hate the fact that everyone's trying to say, well, they need to be this guy. No, fuck that. At the end of their career, they need to be themselves. So the next young generation can be like, damn, I want to be like that guy. AJ Styles did his thing. We all know that. But fuck, like, he did his thing years ago. Is he a star? Yeah. But let the next guy make a name for himself. Let the EC3s come up. Let the Eli Drakes come up. You know, all these guys, they didn't, they weren't big in the E and shit like that. And they're big here. You know, it's not like the Hardys that were big and they came over. You know, let fucking Santana and Ortiz who were fucking killing it with LAX. Diamante, you know, people knew Courtney Rush, but as Rosemary, she's a fucking beast. We're developing these people and they're fucking huge. Like, ain't no chick right now on the planet Rosemary, even though I love Diamante. You know what I mean? Fuck all the bullshit of, well, you need to be Gail Kim. No, Rosemary needs to be the next Rosemary. Fuck no, Chef, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. Like, for real. They uh, they do need to build a new generation. You know, everyone says the next AJ Styles. For one, uh, I'm not going to completely say fuck AJ Styles, but I will say anything he can do, Austin Aries can do better. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the only thing I want to add to it with just saying, yeah, absolutely new. Let EC3 be EC3. Rosemary be Rosemary. Let Desmond Xavier and Senshi, what up, count? come out and reva, you know, be the next guys to uh, carry the X Division to take that to new heights, because there's some new blood there, and the new LAX, new LAX is awesome, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, talk, she does look better now, CVE looks better now, uh, she's not toxic, which is weird, who'd have thought that, uh, you know, a girl comes out and not with a butch mohawk, looks a lot hotter, but uh, I will say this, if they want ratings, put Ava's story on, and they're going to affect the turning to watch that girl do anything. <laughs> uh, so I was just going to briefly mention this but I guess we'll talk about it so Swoggle or Hornswoggle whatever the fuck you want to call him um, you know he's screwing around with Spud all, all show long and then all of a sudden he just beat Spud with his fucking shillelagh that he had when he was with Finley um, so now the midget is a heel and uh, the guy who should be the next heel manager Rockstar Spud is back to being a baby face it seems because uh, him beating the fuck out of Spud with a shillelagh uh, that got over for some reason. Um, like, the crowd was hot. And uh, I, I will say this. Whoever took over as the ring announcer for Spud afterwards, that girl is, like, the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. But, um, Chef, anything you want to say about Swaggle and Spud? No, honestly, I, I I don't know, man. Like, I like Spud. I've always been a supporter of Spud. This, to me, once again, set Spud back. It just, you know what? I shouldn't even like guys. Because every time I like somebody and they're not like a huge name, they get set back because, I mean, fuck, Spud is so fucking talented. You still got him on this Hornswoggle bullshit. I mean, we haven't seen Hornswoggle forever, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to go hit your little ass with a fucking hammer or some shit. People are fucking marking out. And, dude, I'm sitting right there. I got my Black Heel Team 6 shirt on. I look bored as fuck because I did not give a shit. Look at the back corner. I'm standing there like, why the fuck is this going on? Hey, it's like the second coming of Puppet. Only the oldest uh, Impact Wrestling fans will get that reference. But, hey, man, pe- people love Angry Midgets. I don't know why. People love Angry Midgets. You know, Angry, angry Midgets always get over. I know it's not very PC to say midgets, but, you know, I, I'm a, I'm just an insensitive douchebag. Don't mind me. I, I'm a moron. But like Chef said, 
it's you know it it doesn't do wonders for Spud, but I I guess that's his role. He knows what his role is, and he does it better than anyone else. He's very entertaining. He's always uh, as of late been providing us the the comic relief uh, in the show, along with guys like Grado. But a lot of us know what Spud can do. He could really be a serious competitor uh, in the X division, whatever. This guy could really go in the ring and. Uh, it, it it's not great for him. He could be doing much better. We all remember when uh, they built him up and he faced EC3, he faced Kurt Angle. Like that right there, Spud proved himself. And uh, they didn't capitalize with him uh, much after that run. I can't think of anything great he did after that. However, it is what it is. Uh, it's going to be some entertaining stuff. Uh, you know, whatever. But uh, real quick before I pass it on, you mentioned uh, – the girl that Ring announced after him, I have no idea who she was. Uh, probably would have been better having Karen Jarrett do it at that point. But from what I understand, uh, David Penzer, former WCW announcer, is apparently supposed to come on board with Impact in the future. I was reading that online. Uh, if you guys covered it last week, I'm an asshole. Sorry. But uh, you guys know anything about that? Has anybody heard about that, David Penzer? Yeah, we didn't cover it because it would be a spoiler and all style, but hey. It's just a ringing out there. Well, no, it's it's public uh, like he put it out. He didn't show up in these tapings, did he? <laughs> he did? The pens will be back soon. Oh, man, so I'm going to completely cut out uh, me saying that. I didn't think he was a uh, part of it. I just saw he announced on Twitter that he was back with the company. But, yeah, I'll cut, I'll cut that out in post-production. However, uh, yeah, good, good to see uh, Spud uh, playing around with Swaggle. Real great. Real great for Spud's career. Uh, I didn't really care as far as like what it did for Spud, but I did find it funny that Swaggle kept messing with him when he started messing up his hair. The look on Spud was pretty funny. And then, uh, you know, when Spud uh, shanks him and uh, Swaggle, man, that guy's got some big thigh bones. But, uh, you know, I thought it was funny he beat him up. Uh, with a towel on too, that, that that was kind of funny. Overall, though, you know, it's just it's not really taking Spud serious. Um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I thought it kind of started off kind of funny, but you know, they're really making Swaggle look like the heel here, beating him up with the shillelagh hammer. But um, yeah, not nothing too big. Not I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Get it, Swaggo? Nothing too big. Huh? Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for saying that you found uh, Swaggo coming out and fucking around with Rockstar Spud and messing up his stuff and his oh. hair funny. Thanks for setting Impact Wrestling back 13 years. Um, we appreciate that. By the way, by the way, the announcer was Mackenzie uh, Mitchell, I believe. She was trying ring announcing, uh, didn't go over so well. Damn, baby girl, stick to stick to interviewing. Um, so then we get this vignette with Loki. Uh, he's going to bring it up himself, AJ and Jerry Lynn at the start. So the X Division is always changing and moving, and then it's time to a new era. Um, not really going to get into too much, but I do want to talk a little bit of shit here real fast because this was on the original show last week. Uh, for those of you that don't know, which I don't think anyone does, our recording stopped after FK9 left, so me and Brother Underscore had to redo the show Monday night, um, and that's why I got put out late. But what I wanted to say was that the uh, the X Division backbone of TNA looked when 
TNA first started, like, the X Division was hot. The X Division was, like, it, it was the thing that everyone had to come to see. Um, and then 2010 came, and then we got some dipshits in charge who fucked the X Division over. Uh, and then we got some even bigger dipshits running the show, which was Gaburik and Dixie, who basically stopped giving a fuck about the X Division entirely. And this division went to shit. Um, and it's really been a sale of its former shelf. With Jeff Jarrett back, the original is back. The king is back. Uh, you know, the WWE started the Cruiserweight division. There's Lucha Underground out there. Like, motherfuckers have been trying to duplicate what the X Division was because TNA was too fucking stupid to capitalize on what they had because they never realized what they had after Double J was gone. Um, and they had Vince Russo, bro. That they did, bro. Uh, and I just want to say, like, the X Division is coming back. The original King is back in WWE and their shitty Cruiserweight division that apparently has, like, two, three-minute matches and, uh, he can only be called TJP now. Um, they're going to bow down and see what the real king is about. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to chime in on that, but I just want to throw that shit talking out there and let's impact and get some shit talking going down. Man, fuck WWE, their, their cruiserweight bullshit, their 305, 205, 105, whatever the fuck the other one is. Whatever else they got, fuck that too. Fuck ROH. Uh, Lucha Underground's okay. I think I'm done. I mean, you know, anyone confused why I threw in that Vince Russo joke right there. Uh, I mean, if you look at history, I think he's the guy that killed the X Division. And after he killed it, once he was gone, I, I think Impact struggled with bringing it back to the forefront. But now that you have Jeff Jarrett back, like Raven said, you will see, hopefully, and I have good faith in it, the X Division will shine again. Here's a non-spoiler. The matches coming up are fucking sick as fuck. So enjoy because this shit is only going to get better and better and better and better. That's all I'm going to say. It's a non-spoiler because I ain't saying shit. The the guy, in my opinion, who who, who killed the X Division was Eric Bischoff. He I think he's, he's definitely definitely another yeah. suspect in the murder. I, I, I don't know. I don't think Vince Russo killed it at all because Vince Russo came on board around 2006. Uh, the X Division was still going good on, in 2006. So, and he was there until 2009. He actually booked, I want to say it was the main event between AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels right before Hogan and Bischoff came in. And uh, Eric, from a quote-unquote, Eric Bischoff said he didn't know what the X Division was. So... Um, from a guy who brought you WCW Cruiserweight Division, how would you not know what the X Division is? I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess Eric Bischoff didn't like the fact that there was no limits, I guess. I don't know, because if you remember, for a certain time, he did put a weight limit on it. And then all of a sudden, they had Abyss go after the title, and the no limits was applied back to it. But I, I just think, you know, Eric Bischoff didn't know how to run it. And that's when it started taking a hit. And I think Gaburik didn't know how to run it. Um, I don't know. I just think both of them didn't know how to do it. It's Jeff Jarrett's creation. I'm glad he's back in control of it now, though. Yeah, I think uh, John Gaburik and Dixie Carter tried to put the nail in the coffin. But uh, Jeff Jarrett, Dirty Dutch, and Scott Demore are going to make that shit rise like Jesus. Um, and then, uh, so we get another vignette. I think they're going way too heavy on these vignettes, but... Um, this one is for Davey and Angelina and the Eddie Edwards thing. The only – we're not really going to talk feud or anything, but um, the question I have, because for all of you watched the one I'd only the country wrote, uh, didn't Eddie's, Eddie's wife, like, 
supposedly win a contract at Impact by winning that thing uh, on the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. She, she, yep, she got a contract. So I'm going to say, and then we're going to move on. Um, have Josh, have Pope, have JB. Just have someone fucking mention the fact that this happened. So not only can your one I'd only make, like, mean something, but then you can put her on TV. It, am I fucking, am I just high for thinking this guys? Or, like, can we just make it relevant? Is it that hard to do? Mention no, I think they should do it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right 100%. Like, because... Once again, if you didn't order that pay-per-view, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, you just... I'd, I'd expect this new regime and someone like Jeff Jarrett uh, in charge who's been around in the business who knows, uh, you know, how to build the pay-per-views and, you know, make things work would kind of change the format of these one and only to make them more relevant. Just but, just a quick 30-second, like, news flash somewhere in the Impact episode letting us know. That's all we needed, a quick news flash, you know? Uh, we gotta exactly. have, you know, just a better like things need to things need to connect. They they need to figure out a way to make one night only connect to the television show because these random no context pay per views you can't do it forever because it, yeah they're great matches but it's just why why even do it if you're not gonna make it special. See, but they exactly. did it with the first one. Remember when? Uh... That first one, they had, like, the live taping, and they had, like, the live pay-per-view for the, the next one. It was, like, two days of live taping or some shit like that. Yeah, the the one that only lives, they, they've had a couple of matches on there that pertain to TV the next week. But, I mean, they haven't done anything with it. I just, you know, the I'm kind of fucking forgetting what I'm trying to say. But, like, well, what I was trying to say, like, okay, so the, like, let's say Victory Road is, what, for the month of April? So the first show of Impact Wrestling in May is going to take place this week. So now they can announce, you know, like, if that's what they're doing, okay, the first episode of May, no one's going to be able to see that one night only from April anymore. Now you can say this is what happened. Uh, It's the one night only in April. You know, we'll see if they do that. But I would hope that's what they do, uh, if that's the case. Uh, so then we have Mackenzie Mitchell. She interviews Alberto. He says he's next in line for the shot at the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Madness confronts him, says he should be the number one contender. Uh, Karen announces the match between the two of them in two weeks, uh, and the GFW World title will be on the line. Uh, I know we're running stuff for time. Anyone have anything they want to say on this? Nope. No. Kyle? Not a thing. All right. So then uh, we get a no contest between Moose and Davey Richards. Um, in round three, we have Eddie Edwards come out and interfere, I think. Uh, what did Davey have him in, like, an ankle lock or some shit like that? I can't remember. Um, but anyways, Eddie interferes. Uh, and then so D'Angelo Williams, uh, who Josh Matthews said is one of the elite running backs in the NFL right now, uh, no, the dude's probably not going to play again. Um, and then my boy, actually both of them are my boys because of fantasy football from two years ago. Uh, I don't even want to get into it, but like two years ago, I had a man crush on Gary Barnage, like, uh, picking him up as my tight end. If you didn't have like the Gronk two years ago, like if you got the Barnyard dog, like he was a motherfucking man. Uh, and I can contribute a couple of my fantasy championships two years ago to Gary Barnage. Not last year. He sucked, but the Barnyard dog is my boy. Um, but, uh, it was, it was kind of lackluster. He hit Davey with a real weak body slam, but it's kind of what you expect. Um, 
I, maybe this was the second best match of the night. I, don't, I really don't have anything to add to it. Um, Hurls, anything you want to say on this? I thought it was a good match. Um, I mean, I didn't think we'd see a clean finish. Um, I mean, I get why Barnage and D'Angelo Williams were there, uh, just to kind of play in with the Moose tie-in, which was fine. And then I believe they said they both went to Louisville. Was that correct? Well, I know Barnage did, but did, I'm not sure about D'Angelo Williams. But, no, D'Angelo went um, to Memphis, and Moose went to Syracuse. Oh, yep. Syracuse, yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I thought it was a good match, though. Uh, further the feud with Eddie and Davey, I'm really looking forward to that when they finally uh, probably wrestle at Slammiversary. But it was a little it was a little choppy at times, but you know it served its purpose, and uh, I thought the segment went well. Good match. You get some uh, classic textbook American pro wrestling with a little uh, football uh, celebrity interaction there. Uh, pretty cool. I I don't think it made uh, as many headlines as they were intending, but that's kind of the story with a lot of the. Uh, football, any really athlete interactions in pro wrestling unless you're getting the top, top guy. And I'm sure these guys are great football players, but they're definitely not uh, top, top guys. Cool little interaction there, like you said. Uh, as far as the match and everything, it, it furthers the storyline with uh, Davey and Eddie, which uh, is one of my favorite feuds going right now, so I'm loving it. All right. D'Angelo Williams is past his prime. I think he's like a backup for the Steelers. He's probably not going to play again, like Raven said. Um, Gary Barnage, I think, just recently got released or or some shit in Cleveland, which is a blessing for him because he can actually go the fuck, you know, pretty much to a good team with a real quarterback, get some fantasy points. The only thing I want to say on the match is I don't know about you guys, but I honestly felt like Davey Richards won the match. Like, if you look at the point system and how it works and everything, I was like, wow, like, he beat him even with his homies there, and then they were like, Moose won, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, it really looked like Davey dominated the match. Um, I mean, TMZ, they fucking added Twitter. You know, they were like, oh, these guys are at Impact Wrestling, so I guess that's a good look because at least TMZ, you know, put Impact Wrestling up for one. So, you know, it might have got not got what we thought, but at the same time, look, at least it was more eyes on the product. TMZ seen it. So you know those TMZ weirdos are looking at it, too. I, I just want to say one thing real quick. The only problem that I could have seen with this segment was the NFL was it the NFL draft was on, and you got two football players on there. So I think for like a, like a rating viewer standpoint, people are going to see Barnage and D'Angelo Williams be like, oh, yeah, the NFL draft's on tonight. That was, like, the only negative I could see with that. <laughs> you just reminded me to change my channel to the NFL draft. Thanks, Impact. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, they got something in common with Moose since they don't play football anymore, according to you guys. They're all in the same boat. They're all buddies. No, 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 no. <laughs> Gary Barnage is going to play with somebody. D'Angelo oh, Williams yeah. is probably finished. Oh, well, tune in and see where he's getting drafted this season. The um, so the, the irony is like neither one of those guys played in an NFL team with Moose. 
like Barnage and D'Angelo Williams were both on the Carolina Panthers together at the same time. Uh, Moose never played for the Panthers. Uh, I remember Moose being on the fucking Rams. Uh, we met, they matched him on the Patriots. Um, fuck, I Colts think the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the Colts and Falcons. Drafted him. Yeah, the Falcons drafted him. Uh, and then he, he played for, like, the Rams. Uh, he had a stint with the Patriots. I remember he had a brief stint with the Colts. Like, I remember Quinn and Janaka uh, because I saw the NFL really well. But, um, yeah, the irony, so, like, D'Angelo Williams, uh, he is a little past his prime, but, like, I'll keep it real, the past couple seasons for fantasy football as a Le'Veon Bell owner, uh, he's kind of bailed me out there when Le'Veon has either been suspended or injured. Uh, But I don't know that D'Angelo is going to be playing again. The irony is when this is going on in Impact Wrestling, the Cleveland Browns are actually trading up to draft David Njoku, and the next day uh, they released Gary Barnage. They cut him from his contract because they, they drafted a tight end. So IWC, I'm going to go ahead and beat you to the joke. Even Gary Barnage got that TNA stink on him, and the Cleveland Browns had to get rid of him. So I'll beat you to the fucking joke, motherfuckers. Y'all think you are so fucking funny and fresh with your creativity. No, it's not. It's pretty fucking predictable. But uh, fuck you, the Barnyard Dog's going to end up in a good NFL team, or I'll go to the fucking Jets. It'd be terrible. Um, but, yeah. And then, uh, let's see, Tits McGee defeated a jobber named Matt Sigmund. Uh, so, Tits McGee, two weeks in a row, gets a, a squash match. Um, anyone have anything you want to say about Congo Kong or the squash match? That LVN is fucking awesome. I agree with what Chef said, but no problems with it. Making Congo Kong look like a monster, which they need to do. So I had no problems with it. I like Kong. Uh, maybe he needs a bit of a breast reduction, but I, I like it. I actually kind of like the dude, too. Um, you know, Laurel, she got them beer goggles, that desperation going on. You know, maybe, maybe Kong's going to hit that. Good for him. Props to him. You, th- you think uh, he's related to Awesome Kong? You think they, uh, you know, linked, you know, uh, to Kongs? I mean, he's not black, but, you know, they're both Kongs. He looks like the fucking child that was created between both Awesome Kong and King Kong. Like, if they had a baby. Uh, <laughs> like, like maybe maybe Haku, you know, maybe he knocked up Awesome Kong. That, that's their son. And then they just slapped, they slapped on some racist fucking face paint and gimmick and were like, sold. WWF circa 1999, or 1991. Fucking saw the comes back. Perfect. Uh, let's see, so the uh, the Veterans of War, they made their debut. And I will say this, uh, so it was, is it Jackson Dane is a dude? I, I can't even remember what the, Mayweather and Will Wilcox. Will Wilcox, yeah. Okay, so I'll say this. Um, I watched these guys. Uh, they did the promo afterwards. And all I got to say is, like, these dudes were legit incredible from the start to me. Uh, and instantly they became contenders just by the one match. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to the, uh, the missing member of the team that we expected here right after this, uh, after the match. But um, So they defeated Falaba and Mario Bocara. This I've actually predicted on the Hillcast a couple weeks ago. I thought with those foreign names, they're going to be the first ones that the Veterans of War beat up because America. Um, the only question I have, dude, did these did Falaba and Mario Vaccaro, who wasn't Rafi from the league, which disappointed me, did these dudes come out with championship belts from another company too? Yes, they did. Yes, Monster Factory. Uh, like it just 
dude, unless these belts are from, like, fucking Ring of Honor or Lucha or WWE or NXT or New Japan or NOAA or some shit, I don't give a fuck where they come from because they're not credible. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Steph, what were your thoughts on the match? I enjoyed the match. I mean, I didn't know jack shit about uh, uh, Wilcox and Mayweather. I always mix up because I know Crimson is Crimson. But um, I was impressed, like, I love these guys. I, you know, I think they're a feel-good story. I, I like the whole, you know, patriotic view of things. I really dig them. Uh, once again, I'm kind of – the only thing I don't like is why we always got to have, like, some kind of super American group versus some super international group. Like, that, that shit kind of, you know, sailed that ship for me in, like, 94. But these guys, man, they're fucking badass dudes. They look good. I mean, they're fucking impressive, and I agree, like, this shit just, just shot them up at LAX to me anyway. The tag division is just getting better and better. That's that's all I got to say about that. I liked the match. I thought it was good. Um, I thought Mayweather and Wilcox definitely made a good impression. Um, I like Bukara. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, so I hope Impact keeps using him and follow by. I think they got a unique look. But um, as far as uh, Veterans of War, I'm liking what I see. And uh, keep keep it going with them. I would like to see them in LAX eventually uh, collide. I, like I said, I think these guys legitimately from just the moment they debuted, um, they looked legit. They looked like the front runners, the only contenders for LAX right now at this time. Uh, and that was impressive. I didn't think the promo Crimson Cut was that great afterwards, but it wasn't bad. It got what it needed to accomplish. Now, so we all expected Gunner, um, and apparently there was videos with Gunner. So Impact, uh, who's been spurned multiple times, uh, go back and see the AJ Styles and Bullet Club thing from February. So even with the new regime, um, Gunner, uh, you know, he tells Impact he'll be there to sign with them and whatnot and do this tag team thing. Uh, so Gunner was Gunner went on record real fast saying that uh, the deal just didn't go through, right? But, yeah, turns out Gunner's a fucking snake, weasel, and Impact needs to learn their business better. But So, uh, guys, guess where Gunner is apparently headed to? NXT. Stand yep, up NXT. for sports entertainment. He's going to get fucked by a Triple H sledgehammer. <laughs> I I wanted I was questioning that because when he was uh released the first time from Impact, um he was I thought he was gonna sign with NXT when, when James Storm went there, but it never ended up working out. And then he gave an inter- interview this past week and he said he wants his WrestleMania moment, and he always wanted to be in the WWE, and even when he was with TNA, he wanted to be in WWE. I thought that was kind of BS. Hey, Gunner, you got some shit on your nose there, some brown stuff, right? All right, but, I mean, listen, the the one thing I'm going to say is that pretty much every kid from our age and up, like, so Kyle Youngest to, to us older guys, Every kid at one point grew up watching WWE and wanted that that WrestleMania moment just because of the marketing side. Is WrestleMania is everywhere. It's on ESPN. It's all over the place. 
I get why these people say, I want my WrestleMania moment. But at the same time, you know what that company does. There's always some kind of underlying dirt that pops out once in a while of how they treat people and shitty shit like that. If I'm a young guy who's coming into the industry, like a, like say like one of the LAX guys or, or, you know, say crazy Steve or some shit, I want to come to impact and I want to make impact the shit. Like I want to get it to a level where I want my bound for glory moment. And it seems a lot of people aren't looking at themselves. Like I'm going to be that guy to put impact so far on the fucking map. That kids are going to want to grow up and say, I want my God for glory moment. That's the only thing I don't get with people. Amen, Chef. Now, you make a great point, you know. Like, yeah, yeah you're going to go to WWE and be a star. It's, it's a big, you know, I get that. But it's got to be hard to take pride in your work when you're just on that, that horrible television show and these just stupid storylines. And it's just so, it's so just PG and watered down. But when you watch Impact, you got people talking about glory holes and shit, you know? It's, it's raw, unfiltered, you know? It's, it's, it's legit. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we watch Impact. We don't awesome. watch that WWE bullshit. Uh, look, I'm going um, to... This will be a discussion for a whole other show if we ever do this, but look, I, I grew up watching WWF. I was like WWF only until Hogan went to WCW. Uh, as a youngster, I was watching the 80s. Uh, I've been literally watching pro wrestling since I was about four or five. You know, I grew up on the WWF. Uh, I stopped fucking watching them in 2012. The, the WrestleMania moment thing, look, I'll be real. If you have a fucking open mind and you watch it, you know, not succumb to just buy into whatever WWE says. Like, WrestleMania moments are fucking rare now. They rarely a WrestleMania moment used to be something that just happened and it was genuine and you remembered it forever. A WrestleMania moment today is just fucking Michael Cole beating it into your head twenty five times. You just witnessed a WrestleMania moment. No motherfucker, we didn't. Like, this really wasn't that special. Just some, it, just some shit happening. You're trying to make me think it's special and the fucking audience you cater to are fucking retards. Um, and they'll buy in anything you say because they're stupid. It's rare that there's a fucking WrestleMania moment. Uh, the past WrestleMania, yeah, they had like two or three, and I'll give them their credit there. But um, I, I, I don't want to get into that part. But look, uh, what I'm going to say here, uh, look, why does WWE want want Gunner now? Um, Gunner's been done with Impact Wrestling for at least two years. Why now? Uh, which brings up the the discussion I was going to bring up. Um, look, we're not saying this is but a fact. Something that's happening by any stretch of the imagination. This is all rumor, speculation. I don't even know that I buy into it. But, um, you know, Crazy Steve was under contract, and apparently he had a WWE offer. Uh, so they knew when Steve's contract was coming up. Um, and now they knew about the Veterans of War with Gunner and Crimson. And um, then they just swiped Gunner out just randomly. They want fucking Gunner all of a sudden. Um, someone on Impact Asylum had said... Do you think it's almost like there's a mole in the company after what happened with Steven Gunner? Uh, someone's response was, yeah, there's a big, uh, B-I-G capitalized as in big John Gaburek. It's almost like there's a big mole in Impact Wrestling. Um, I, I've always kind of had speculation on on uh, Gaburek, and prior to him I had a whole shitload of speculation about Bruce Pritchard. Uh, I don't trust either guy. I'm not saying there's a mole or a rat or anything like that. Um, it is a little odd, but it's the wrestling business. Um, you know, we kind of talked snitches, moles, all that earlier. Uh, Chef, you 
anything you want to contribute to this uh, thought, please fucking no one take this as a fact. I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was on back there like that. I don't know who's saying whatever. But even like when I think me and Kyle were talking and he said, oh, uh, Caleb Connolly's suicide. I said, well, where'd you hear that? Because I'm not going to say he is or isn't. I don't even give a fuck if Caleb Connolly said he is. I don't care. I had a conversation with someone who knows somebody. Once again, it's always like this conversation with me because I know someone who knows somebody. And they had told me who it was. And I was like, oh, shit. And let's face it. There's not many guys in the X Division. You can easily just point out one. But if you look, like, what has Caleb Conley really did or done? Sorry, let me not get all ebonical. What has he really done to say as soon as you see him fight a suicide, oh, that's Caleb Conley. He's barely had any fucking matches. So it's like, if that is him and someone backstage is, yo, hey, Dave fucking dickhead Meltzar, Look, Caleb Connolly suicide, or fucking low-key suicide, or fucking, you know, Trevor Lee, whatever. Why do you fucking motherfuckers get paid from this company, and you're going and running, getting a few extra dollars from somebody, it hurts the product that you work for. You know what I mean? So I don't understand. And then second off, like, if your parents raised you like that, then your fucking parents is a fucking, like, they're a failure too. Ain't no real parents to raise your kid to be a fucking rat. Uh, Hurls, anything uh, you want to add, contribute? Uh, not that I've already pretty much said everything. Um, it's just kind of sucks that he was supposed to be part of this, and now he's not. I just think that's kind of low when you say you're going to do something and you back out and don't do it. Kyle? Hey, you know. Apparently, Gunner, you know, would prefer to go to NXT and get Triple H's seven-inch nose up his ass instead of working for Impact. Whatever, you know, it's the wrestling business. Not everything works out. Uh, fuck it, you know. Let's just move on with our day, you know. Whatever. It sucks for the Gunner fans. I was never big on Gunner, but it sucks for the Gunner fans. But, uh, you know, spots open up and we get uh, Jack Dane. Cool. And look, we don't know what goes on backstage. Um, and this this isn't even a real legit rumor. It was just speculation. Purely speculation. Speculation, yeah. purely. Yeah. And I'm not saying John Gabirik. I'm not saying Bruce Pritchard. Anyone like that is a rat or a mole. Uh, or that there is one. Look, it, it's it's the wrestling business. None of us knows what's going on, what goes on back behind stage, closed doors, whatnot. But it, it is a little coincidental and fishy. But, you know, it is what it is. And we move on. And welcome Jack Stane, a.k.a. Wilcox. Uh, definitely digging the VOW thing. Um, here we go. So we are running a little bit low on time. Uh, another long tail cast. I got to start. I got to start writing these shows a little bit shorter. But so then we get Eli Drake backstage, angry that he's being ignored since the new talents arrived in Impact. Uh, he says he's going to do something about it. Tyra seems to not care. Uh, I don't know what the deal is there, but look, I can agree more with Eli Drake. I think it, it's absolutely criminal uh, the way that this guy's been held back and they haven't been pushing him the right way. Eli Drake is the man uh, in my opinion. So look, here, here's the question, guys. Uh, do you think there's plans for Eli Drake or do you actually think it, there, there's a punishment going on for Eli Drake for, you know, the um, 
what what was reported was that he uh you know called up to Jeff Jarrett about how he was upset uh, at the last of the tapings about how the new guys were kind of getting the push and the guys that were there for the company were getting the shaft. Uh, Earls, any ideas, thoughts? Yeah, I think there definitely could be. But I think it would be in Jeff Jarrett's best interest to use the guy since he's so talented. Um, but I, I said it I said it on how many of our heel casts that, you know, Eli Drake's got to prove himself all over again. And you just got to try to impress the boss. That's what you got to do now. And that's hopefully what he's trying to do. I don't know if the meeting went positively or negatively, but, you know, as long as I can see Eli Drake, I'm, I'm happy with it at this point because I realize that the the new regime's going to like who they're going to like. Yeah, Good sure. point there. Good point there. Hey, Chef, any thoughts on uh, the Eli Drake thing? You think he's being punished or there's actually plans for the guy? Nah, like like we said, I don't know. Who knows what, if there was even a situation you know, who knows? But no, I don't think so. I mean, he's still fucking entertaining. And, I mean, the, the promo he did was fucking hilarious. It's still Eli Drake. So, it's whatever. You know, I, I hope that they have plans for Eli Drake because, God damn it, this guy is one of the most talented uh, professional wrestlers in the entire landscape, not just Impact. Forbes.com ran an article about him uh, two weeks ago, I think it was. The title of the article was Eli Drake Must Be Cornerstone of Impact Wrestling's Future. And I couldn't agree more. But I think his deal runs up soon because I was doing the math. Uh, when he re-signed, he re-signed for a year. And that was last May. And this is next May. So it's like his, his deal's his deals running up. But it's it's confusing. It's confusing. Uh like why? Why is he still in this thing with Tyrus? And nothing against Tyrus. I love Tyrus, but it just kind of hurts because you think uh, Eli Drake probably should have been on top already. But I, I hope they have something for him. But it's just so many. They have so many great wrestlers. Uh, you know, cause you, you say EC3 should be champion again too. Like you, you have so much great talent there. So I don't know where they're gonna go. And like uh, Harold just said, he has to prove himself all over. Well, they're going to have to put him in a position where he can prove himself all over. And, uh, you know, messing around with Tyrus uh, in the mid-card, it's just it's not going to help. And uh, I hope they uh, hope these promos mean something and they're, uh, they do have a future for Eli Drake. I think, without a doubt, Eli Drake and EC3 are the two best talkers in the entire industry. Uh, anyone that wants to try and throw anyone from the WWE in my face right now, I'm going to stop you right there and say fuck that shit because uh, everything from them is written by a script. And if you're reading some stupid, corny-ass shit written from a script word for word for you and a good talker, uh, EC3 and Eli Drake are the two best in the business. Uh, I think it is a huge mistake to not push Eli Drake. People want people want to knock Eli Drake's work rate and say he's not that great of a wrestler. Dude, who gives a fuck? Not everyone has to put on a five-star fucking match. Um, you know, go watch Ring of Honor in New Japan if that's a shit that you have to see all the time. Uh, you know, you never see Hulk Hogan doing that. Fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin surely didn't wrestle like sending Steve Austin uh, at the height of his peak. So, you know, that that stuff is kind of nipped in the butt. Um, I just, you know, they got to do something more with the guy, in my opinion, uh, because I think he is a guy that can 
spring rating, who can be a star. I think him and EC3 have that gifted gap that no one else does. Uh, I'll spare Mike and Maria because I think they're right up there to keep it real, and Rosemary too. Uh, but, look, all, all I'm going to say, man, is uh, if you don't got much going on for him, like him and Tyrus, like they're one of the more credible tag teams out there right now. Um, you know, we were going to talk the state of the tag team division on the show, but we went way over, so I'm going to scrap that for next week. But uh, we're going to go on to the main event, uh, LAX retaining the tag team titles against the DK uh, in that street fight. It's the last appearance of Crazy Steve. They kind of made note of that during the show. Uh, sad times, really good match. Uh, LAX retains. The new LAX is legit. They were over from the fucking start. It's what happens when you have a great manager like Conan. It's what happens when you check hose. Uh, Hurls, <laughs> I'll go ahead to you. Uh, after Hurls, I'm going to go to Chef. And then, Kyle, you didn't really get to say your, your piece on the Crazy Steve stuff, so I'm going to let you kick off the show and end it for us. So, uh, Hurls, we'll start you off here. All right. I thought it was a good match, good main event, um, some brutal spots, especially the, the finish. Um, yeah. What do you even call that? The super blockbuster through the table? That was that was awesome. Um, just, just a really nice, hardcore street fight match. I mean, Abyss, you know, getting sandwiched between the two barbed wire tables. That was that was cool. I live for matches like this. Um, obviously, LAX got the win with the numbers game. I wish we would have saw a little bit more Rosemary uh, against Diamante a little bit more, but uh, the spot we did get with them too was was really nice. And um, LAX, they're just uh, solidifying their spots as the dominant tag team in Impact Wrestling right now. So I thought the main event was really good. Um, I give it probably about a 7.5 out of 10. And uh, it was a good way to close the show. Personally, I love this match. I was all for it. I mean, and anybody who wants to say anything, like Crazy Steve, if, if he knew he was leaving, he could have mailed this shit in. But if you look at his last match, the body of work he put in was fucking insane. Like, he went all out like if he was still going to be wrestling next week for the belt. So, Crazy Steve, you know, much respect, much love. You know, you did your fucking thing. I appreciate it. I'm an LAX guy. So as long as they won, I was good with it. But to watch Crazy Steve perform he, the way he did, he left on great terms. So if he wants to come back, welcome back, brother. You can do whatever you got to do. And that's about it. That's how you end the show. That You want to end the show on a high note, that's how you do it. You give us a hardcore anything goes. Man, I love the match. It was uh, it was a great match. Uh, a little emotional for reasons we mentioned before. It's it's uh, the K. I guess the K's over, and uh, they were they were the uh, LAX put the nail in the coffin. Uh, it was a great run. Uh, we'll always remember the K uh, for 2016, and. Uh, man, it it sucks, but I, I'm happy for Crazy Steve. Well, you know. We made all those jokes about uh, Triple H and NXT before, but uh, you know, as if that's that's where he wants to go, that's what he wants to do. Uh, then whatever, you know. Uh, I'm sure the door's open uh, if Crazy Steve ever wants to come back and we get a badass Decay reunion somewhere in the future. If it's 20, 2018, 2019, whatever. But uh, instead of talking about the future, back to the present. 
Hell of a match. I love the new LAX. They are just unbelievable. These guys are just badass. It, but we talk about the K leaving, and it begs the question, who's going to step up? Who are going to come after LAX? Is it going to be the new Veterans of War? It's not Reno Scum. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're out right now. So I think we're going to see uh, LAX versus Veterans of War uh, coming up. I just I feel like, you know, they, that's the tag team coming. But, man, goodbye, Decay. Thank you for everything. LAX, still badass. And uh great way to end the episode of Impact. Hell of an episode. Absolutely. I'm going to end it with this. Thank you, Crazy Steve, for everything. Uh, if you ever come back, welcome back with open arms. Thank you for everything you did. For Impact Wrestling and for the Heelcast Heelcast Nation, don't forget to check out Heelcast out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.